I went and did it and I worked hard for it and I put all of my efforts into it. And even if I failed and I still did it, like, you know, like, and so like, I don't know, it just, it makes everything worthwhile. And I just want it to mean something. Hello everyone. I am your host, Lion, and I am so passionate about inspiring more women to feel empowered and live their full potential. In this episode, I am joined by Yosemin, who is an outdoor guide and aspires to climb the seven iconic peaks. She shares her story of how she got inspired to start climbing, the women she looks up to as her role models, and how she hopes to inspire other women to join her. We talk about the unspoken bond between climbing partners and the depth of how well you get to know someone when you climb mountains. We also talk about fear, the fear Yasmin has felt as part of her decision-making, how she grappled with it, and how she overcame it. None of this would be possible without the support of the people she chose to surround herself with. We are all a product of our environment. Thank you. I'd love to begin by asking you to share um, in illustrious detail uh, (laughs) (laughs) the story. I love how we always laugh. Like, it just starts off. I love it because our laughter is going to make the audience laugh, like, spontaneously. They're going to be like, why are we laughing? Let's just spend the next five minutes in meditative laugh. <laughs> so tell us. Tell us about the story of how we met. Okay. I am here. All right. So let me tell you an illustrious detail about how we met. So um, I was hiking Mount Beardstadt with one of my friends, and um, we were coming to the end, and it was roughly, I don't know, maybe 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and we literally came from out of nowhere. Like, I'm not joking. <laughs> like, we were like, I was in pain because I was, like, so out of shape, and I was just like, oh, my God, who is this random man with sunscreen all over your nose, and then you have like huge hat do you remember that like literally just a white strip it was beautiful and then you had this like huge hat on and then you had your trekking poles and it was like you were starting mount beard set at like three or four in the afternoon i'm like what are you doing <laughs> like please don't like there are clouds coming in like what are you doing so anywho, we were just chatting it up though and like instantly like we were like friends talking about everything because it was like you me toku and um like literally it was so incredible because everything that we said was just in common and the best part too is that we walked back to our cars and then we got and we went to um what is that place it was in um georgetown and it was on the creek oh yeah and we had some wine next to the beautiful water and oh yeah it was a great 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 time and so yeah i can't believe i can't believe you came from out of nowhere like honestly i was like not expecting that and it was like so cool because you were so down to earth and like i was like all right we're gonna be friends so yeah it was <laughs> cool yeah 
<laughs> Hell yeah. I actually remember um, that was uh, one of the days where I, the reason why I was so late is because I had just finished with my sailing lesson mm-hmm. and I was like, I need to climb a mountain or some mountain or do some hiking. And I was definitely not trying to like climb all the way to the top. Um, <laughs> but I was like, Let, let's do a little something. But um, it's so funny that I was just so open to just meeting somebody uh, because I very well could have seen myself just being in the zone and just continuing up and we would never be having this. Mm-hmm. And like, like this is going to be here for eternity in like the most beautiful way. And it's going to inspire people, I believe. And that wouldn't have happened if I would have just been focused on like hiking. Well, you know what's really cool, though, is there was, like, this, like, light behind you. Like, it, the sun wasn't setting or anything, but, like, just this, like, light, the way it came through the clouds, like, it, like, came right over you. And, like, I'm not joking. You just saw, like, your hat. And, like, you just had this huge smile. Like, hey, guys, how's it going? And, like, okay, it was so good. And it was just like, oh, and you have, like, these high socks on, and you were just, like, covered, like, completely. You were like, I'm not getting sunburned today. You were, like, so just it was so beautiful. It was so good. But I'm so happy you stopped for us because, like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Thank you for um, thank you for sharing that. Um, so with that, uh, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Yasmin? <laughs> um. So, um, I am from Garden Grove. Um, I'm half Turkish, um, and I've been a mountaineer for about like 10 years now, slowly in the progress, progress, excuse me, um, like baby steps at a time, like literally like first, like car camping, road tripping, like climbing small mountains here and there, you know, and then like eventually just like hitting the trails and just like not stopping like it was really cool because I remember one time I was like at Black Star Canyon it's just like this eight mile trail but like I literally sprained my ankle at the at literally the excuse me at the waterfall of the trail and I had to hike four miles back and then I was like I still had planned to do like 11 miles the next day to do Mount Baldy which is like 11,000 feet um excuse me 10,000 feet and anywho like Yeah, and I was, like, so determined because I was, like, I need to get this done. Like, so I wrapped up my leg, and I took up, like, four ibuprofen, and I just climbed the mountain. And I was just, like, I want to do this. So I don't know. My, like, goals and aspirations in terms of that would be, like, I want to climb all seven summits one day. So just one step at a time, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, And so – as part of that, um, and that's impressive that you've been sort of um, working towards, or as a mountaineer, but working towards your aspirations for the last um, 10 years um, is, is truly a testament of um, devotion um, in, in a lot of ways. And, and to sort of, um, you know, be determined uh, to continue a hike or to start a hike even after you've um, sprained is um, is definitely a sign of mental toughness, which is very important, not just for mountaineering, but 
life, really. Um, so I, I definitely applaud you and look up to you in that regard. Um, I guess I would love to hear as part of like who Yasmin is today and this like mentally tough mountaineer, um, how did it all begin for you? Can you share with us your relationship with nature um, in early childhood? Like, you know, um, when did it all begin? How? Um, there's like lots of instances. Like I'm really lucky because I grew up in California. So like we had like every sort of terrain um, at like literally your fingertips. It was really, really, really fucking cool. And I was extra lucky because like I had family in every different terrain. So like it was just like at my disposal. And so like, uh, <laughs> excuse me, uh, my uh, dad, his boss had like a cabin. So we would go up like for every season, you know, fall, we'd go up for Christmas and like spring and summer so even though they're not like the big mountains like I actually got to see like all the seasons and it's like in the back like in my back door you know what I mean like it was so cool so like <laughs> excuse me it's a little bit of that and then a little bit of just like being able to like when you go out in nature it really just challenges you um in ways that like you know, work can't, um, it challenges you in ways that, you know, your family can't. It's like, at the end of the day, I always have to tell myself, like, it's me who's going to get up and down this mountain. Even if, like, my friends are there, like, I have to do it myself. Like, I have to use my two, my own two feet, excuse me. Um, so, like, it's just, like, there's a lot of love for how much struggle you have to go through. Like, there's a lot of love of, like, how much, like, you have to really like just put yourself out there and just know that it's only going to be you and like without like your without your like mental capacity like you won't be able to get down the mountain sometimes you know and so it's just like making sure that like everything's going to be okay and making sure your partner's okay and so it really creates like a really really cool bond like a bond that you don't share with other people and sometimes like a bond that you don't even need to talk about you know it's like really beautiful it's really crazy and I really like love it because sometimes like there's some individuals that I only hike with but like when we're on the mountain like we know everything about each other because like nothing is said but I know it because like we've been through so much stuff that like I know where they're at in life or I know what's going to happen. Like, does that make sense? You know? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Why don't we talk a little bit about that, right? Um, this sort of unspoken bond and this ability to get to know somebody in such a different light. Can you sort of um, think of one person, right, um, who you have this unspoken bond with and and share um, some of those uh, experiences so that we may try to better understand. Because I think from like a relationship standpoint, you know, with another human, um, that represents something so interesting. Um, how do you feel about talking about that? Um, well, I think she knows who she is anyway. But yeah, my roommate had... Damn, we've been through some crazy stuff and like it's really cool because 
<laughs> um, like, I've never met someone who's like, like a woman who's like just as crazy as me. So it's really cool because like, okay, so like we were on this mountain in Ontario. I don't know why. <laughs> like seriously, I don't know why we did this. So anyway, so we went up Ontario Peak, like back in California. Um, and we were like, hey, this route looks a lot shorter. Why don't we go down this route that's not maintained and has a lot of snow and we don't have um, ice axes and we don't have uh, like crampons. And um, this is a really bad idea because we've technically never glissated in our lives. So what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and so but anyway so yeah so we're on Ontario Peak we go down the back route we call it the dinner route because I was supposed to go to dinner and I didn't get to dinner on time we didn't get home till like midnight um so anyway so we're going down the back side and like literally like I hand her my trekking pole and then our other buddies with us and like literally I'm like all right so you just kind of go like this and just don't fall and so literally like we just keep going and like every time we go we like there's a cliff and we don't know if we're gonna like cliff out or not and so like every time we get to the cliff we're just kind of stuck there and we're just like okay okay like what's the best route down so then our buddy like Seth like guides us a little bit and then like we get to this point where we're literally bushwhacking and we don't really see the trail, the sun setting. And we all just kind of like take a moment to ourselves. Like I step off to the side and I'm just like, okay. And then like, and then I gather back and I like, and then um, like I catch up and then eventually like, I see like Heather in the back and like, she's just like, like she's like literally just taking a moment to herself. So then I just keep walking and then like, we all just kind of like eventually see that, like see water bottles and we're like, oh my God, people. <laughs> and like, literally it was like the breath, like the biggest breath, breath of fresh air in our lives because like, we like literally didn't know if like we were gonna get home tonight. And so, and so literally, so finally we get to this road, but there's like houses on this road. And so we don't know like if they want us on our property. So we kind of like, like walking really fast and then eventually we get to the main road and at this point it's really dark and thank god for those people on the road because they stopped for us and like they took us to our cars oh my god thank you it's literally whoo but yeah so uh yeah heather and i have a very close bond because like we just know that like we're capable of a lot of things and like without her partnership i don't think i would be able to like have gotten down that mountain you know what i mean like yeah like anybody else i don't know but you know we just thank god every day that we came down and like literally i'm thankful for water <laughs> like you know so yeah I I <laughs> it was a crazy thing and it's like what is a moment like that sort of um when you when you were sort of um making that decision did you have any hesitation? No. Or, or was it, there was no hesitation. And, and, and whose idea was it? Oh my God, we were, cause we were so tired. None of us had gotten sleep the night before. It was awful. I was so like, I was like, whatever gets us down this mountain at this point. And it was like 14 miles or something. Like it was a pretty long day. And so no, there's no hesitation. Like I think Seth was like, hey, would it, is there like a shorter route? And then Heather looks it up and she's like, oh yeah, I see one. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And then, oh yeah, no, <laughs> it, was, it was so much longer. <laughs> 
It was so much longer. Yes. It was, and like, it took us, like, I think it was like 11 hours. Like, it shouldn't have taken us 11 hours. Like, it should have taken us, I don't know, eight hours. Like, it shouldn't have taken, yeah. Was, yeah. We were on the mountain a little too long. <laughs> now, um, basically what I understand is that you train to be an outdoor guide, right? Um, so before we get into it, was this dinner route story before or after your training? This is like after, in between, a little bit of everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before we get into it, um, so tell us a little bit about um, the training and what motivated you to to like want to take this commitment on. And tell us a little bit about what, what it entails, like what is an outdoor guide? Um, okay, so like an outdoor guide is basically just, uh, well, there's different types. Um, okay. There's, like, you know, ice climbing, there's regular climbing, there's um, okay. like hiking. Um, so there's a little different things. Um, I would like specialize in just like regular uh, everyday hikes, um, you know, maybe three miles, five miles, 10 miles, just depending on whatever uh, the individuals wanted. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it was... Um, uh my sorry my own like want to do those things where i was just really like i don't like working inside like i really just like being outside i'm a very like antsy person like i have a lot of energy um and like actually like i really thrive on like other people and um i really like when people are happy like i thrive on being happy and so like being in an environment where i can share that uh like my own joy is like just double awesome you know so um it's just like benefits all around and then personal training was just um well I first started was just like going to the gym and I was literally in the gym like six days a week because I was just like pretty out of shape and so I was determined to get into shape and then once I felt like physically fit um I would start like messaging people like on Facebook or whatever to like, you know, get out, um, in order to just have like somebody to be with. Um, and then once I felt comfortable and I learned like the mountains myself, like all my local mountains, um, I just kept going by myself. Um, and then I would just do like more things. Um, and then I would meet people and then we would do like bigger things. And then I just kept going bigger and bigger and I don't want to stop now. (laughs) But yeah, and so also I just want to share that with other people because there's like people that want to do it and they can't or like they're only capable of so much. So like I want to show them that like, all right, cool. Like, you know, like one step at a time. Like, you know, we can do two miles today and then four miles in two weeks. And then, you know, eventually if you want to do 20 miles or 14 or or if you want to do Denali, like whatever your goal is, let's help you get there. Because like, I mean – I've seen it happen. I've seen this 84-year-old dude on uh, Santa Cinta, like, handing us beers on his 84th birthday. Like, it was awesome. So, like, whatever we want to do, like, you can do, you know? So, like, yeah. So, I just want to be able to share that with people. And what has, I guess, um, tell me about, you know, sort of, as a woman, I get the sense that, like, most other mountaineers you come across, like there's a gender imbalance, uh, like more guys as opposed to girls. And and what does that mean for you um, as a woman? And like, 
finding other women to sort of do this with or inspire? Um, I think that's a really great, great question. Um, it, cause it is actually really difficult, um, to like find other women to like climb with mountaineer with. Um, yeah, there's like, yeah, they're in the gym and yeah, it's like really coming up and yeah, there's a lot more, but like, <clears throat> it's such like a niche and like, not everybody wants to do this. And so like, it is kind of difficult. And so like, when you do find a partner, you better keep them because like, you know, it's like a partner is like really important in this realm. Um, just for like, literally, like, one thing you never want to go alone. <laughs> My dad always gets mad at me when I go alone. But um, but yeah, um, yeah, one you never want to go alone. And two, it's like, again, kind of it's like a mental game. So just to have like that support there. Um, and three, if anything ever goes wrong, you know, you just want them there. Like you hurt an ankle and you don't know how to tie it or something. And like, they can help you out. You know? um, simple things like that. So yeah, it's difficult. Um, but I mean, I've usually, usually trained with more like men. Um, that's just cause like they're more on the trails and it's like easier to chat with, you know? And like, I think like other women also have partners too. So it's just like, Oh, how do you find a partner? So I think that's the biggest thing, trying to find a partner. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. hopefully, hopefully this and like, you know, the work of other women mountaineers uh, <laughs> over time changes it to where a lot more women to where just as many women, if not more women um, than men are like, you know, pursuing this passion and tapping into their sense of courage, fearlessness to you know, have that kind of relationship with mother nature. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think there are, I think there's like a ton out there. I just think sure. it's like, how do you find them? Like we're all like in different places. Like we're in Nepal. We're like, I'm in Colorado. Like other people are here, you know? So it's just like, I think that's kind of the thing, you know, it's like you see them and it's like, yeah, like uh, Melissa are not, like, she's a really badass, and I follow her religiously, and I'm just like, hell yeah. So I think also, too, actually, I, agree. I think a really good uh, resource would be, like, Instagram, for example, is just, like, finding women who are doing it um, and just looking up to them and seeing that they are doing it really encourages me because I know that I'm not at that level, but I want to be. So yeah. if I just work as hard as them, then I can get there. You know, and so, like, I just have to be just as due diligent as them, which is, like, something I really aspire to, you know. So, um, that's kind of, like, one thing I at least I try is I, you know, I find people in regards to, like, famous mountaineers. There's this freaking girl who's 24, and she's, like, on her fourth summit of, like, the seven summits. And I'm, like, damn, <laughs> can I be you, please, you know. So, yeah, so, I mean, there's, again, there are, there are a ton out there, but, you know, they're already, like, at certain levels, so I yeah. just like, have to work a little harder, and I'm down to work hard, you know? Hell, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, I know earlier, um, you know, uh, in our chat, you mentioned how one of your big aspirations is to sort of be able to accomplish the seven summits. Um, what, do you have any other aspirations uh, in the mountaineering or in, in the way that you want to share it with people um, that you have as well. Uh, could you like give me an example? What do you mean by that? Yeah, for sure. So do you have any other dreams uh, within mountaineering outside of um, summiting the seven peaks? 
I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, of course. Of all the time. Like, <laughs> I definitely like my friends and I were talking about a first ascent, like to, in Africa, Mozambique, like Mount Chaparone. Like I was like, hell yeah. So, you know, like I'm down to do anything. I want to explore more. I want to see everything. I want to do all like, you know, like, and I want to see it like raw. I want to be like touching it. I want to feel it. I want to like go through the pain. Like, I don't know. That doesn't mean so, like, I just want to serve me. And, like, oh, I want to it all. So if there's something, give it to me. <laughs> yeah. So just now you mentioned about how you want to go through the pain. What is it about who you are as a person that seeks that pain out um, as it relates to maybe it's just mountaineering or, or, or outside, like, as part of your everyday life? Uh, could you shed a little bit of light into that aspect of you? Um, I just feel like you just don't earn it if you don't go through a little pain, like, in everything. Like, I didn't, like, um, I don't know. I just, I, one of my friends says that I never choose the easy route. <laughs> and I think it's so true. Because, like, I mean, what's it if everything's given to me? Like, I don't want it given to me. I want it to be, like, like worth it. Like, I want it to be, like, I earned it. Like, cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cool, I paid to go do that expedition, or I worked really hard to fundraise to go to that expedition, or, you know what I mean? And so it's like, <laughs> not that it's necessarily painful, like, physically painful, but like, you know, it's like, I went and did it, and I worked hard for it, and I put all of my efforts into it. And even if I failed, then I still did it. Like, you know, like, and so like, I don't know, it just... It makes everything worthwhile. And I just want it to mean something. Yeah, know? that makes sense. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, sort of in that same vein, sort of um, you must encounter fear. Um, and I'm wondering, like, in the lead up to a decision to do some kind of an adventure, do you ever feel any fear um you know or have you has there been a an a, a, um you know an episode in the past where you felt like there was some fear uh and you pushed through it um yeah there was well fear oh man hell yeah okay sorry so like well okay so i think a really good example was i just did mount whitney which is super cool um, mount, what? mount whitney Okay. Yeah, it's the tallest contingent mount, or it's the tallest mountain in contingent USA, excuse me. Um, but anyway, so we, um, like, leading up to it was super, super cool because we got a really cool send-off from my family. Like, we stayed at my parents' house in, like, the, like, beach area, and then we went to the desert, and we stayed, off, stayed with my uncle, and, like, everybody was like, are you scared? And I was like, hell yeah, I'm scared. I'm like, why are we doing this, you know, like – um because everyone's like oh yeah like the final 400 has like the most fatalities and i'm just like oh did we make a bad decision like what are we doing um but then like everybody in my family was like no like you're here so you have to do it like you know like we all flew there um so like having the support uh, i think one thing super huge and just like having like them like by my side and by like all of my friends side um was so incredible and so like 
going through that fear was like on Mount Whitney, like I literally had a moment where like my body kind of went numb and I was like, just kind of stuck on a rock. And like, I was in a really bad mental state, you know, and like, and then I climbed on another rock and then I fell and it was just kind of like, what the hell am I doing? Like, and so like, I mean, it was just like, I like to pull it together. Like, I'm so thankful for like literally my entire like team because like I wouldn't been able to get through it. Like they were handing me like goo, uh, these like goo things. And then they were like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I literally just like sat on this, like not even sat. I was like stuck to this rock. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like literally that's what I was telling myself and just having that support and then thinking of my family, like cool, like, they said I was going to do it, so I'm going to do it. So, like, I mean, it definitely took myself, like, quite a few minutes to, like, gather it, to, like, <laughs> to, like get back together. Um, but, mm. like, I mean, we did it, and then I got through it, and after that I was, like, super thankful because, like, I mean, without that fear and without, like, that support, I didn't realize, like, damn, like, look how, like, look at what I have. Like, I have family. I have friends, like what else do I need really? Like, you know what I mean? It just like really puts things into perspective. Yeah. So let's delve a little bit deeper. Um, what in the lead up to where you were just stuck on that rock, paint us a picture of, you know, how far in the hike were you at that point? Um, <clears throat> I, uh, we were, Oh God. <laughs> We were probably like uh like halfway through. So it was okay, so it was the first portion first portion. So we took the Mountaineers route up and then we took the Sander route down. So it was like halfway through the Mountaineers portion, which was like four to five miles in. Um and like it's a six thousand vert in eight miles. Like that's it was a lot. Like, you know, and so like but also too I I only got like an hour and a half of sleep or two hours like I was sleeping and then my friend woke me up and she was like hey we need to go to the store and I was like we're not going to the store she's like when you go to the store and I was like oh shit and so like I was only like literally I'd only got an hour and a half of sleep and like also too like I was like just like worried because like we like found out my like dad tested positive and so I hugged him so then I was like worried about that and then I was worried about other people and then like and none of us like felt anything but I was like you know I was like oh shit and then so I was really tired I was falling asleep I was falling asleep on the rock and so it was just like there was just like a lot of things and so like at that moment I was just like oh we're here I think it kind of came to like oh shit we're doing this like you know and then like everything just like went still. And then I was like, I don't know how to move my body. Like, you know, and I was like, I've never experienced that. I've like, I'm pretty strong about it. And I was like, for once I was like, whoa, I've never experienced this on a mountain. This is crazy. But I was like, we need to get up. Come on, get up. <laughs> you know? So eventually I started moving. So just to clarify, a 6,000 foot climb over eight miles, which is a lot to climb um, over eight miles, um, mm -hmm. and basically about four miles in as a result of not just your anxiety about, you know, the COVID, but also the fact that you were so sleep deprived, um, you were just froze and 
out of fear was what was was it was it scary as far as like some of the I don't want to call it technique but just that part of the climb was it pretty did it seem pretty sort of um dangerous to you at that point the climb didn't seem dangerous mm. i think like doing it was i was definitely capable of doing it it was just like at that point it was just like the fact that i didn't feel capable like i knew that i was but i didn't feel it in that moment does that make sense yeah i think so so basically you had a moment a strong moment of self doubt there you go that's good yeah mm-hmm. yeah fantastic and you had an amazing team that basically you know um really looked out for you and were very very supportive mhm um and i think in you sharing that it sort of stresses for me as an outsider just the importance of a good partner um and then if you're lucky a good team as far as somebody who is non-judgmental somebody who is encouraging um and if you're just starting out somebody who is maybe a bit more skilled uh but patient um and wants to sort of see you succeed and and like has that nurturing spirit. Mhm. Yeah, I've been very lucky to have people like that in my life. Like mm-hmm. especially in this realm where again not everybody's doing it. Yeah, there's a ton of people doing it, but it's definitely like a niche. So like I'm like so thankful like I've literally like just called people and like hey like in terms of training like hey like because I'm not a reader like I'm just not a reader I learned by like you teaching me and so I've literally called people like hey what do I do how do I prep for this how do I get ready for this what do I do you know and so I've just had people tell me or I've had people like walk me through things or I've had people you know like like physically say hey like move your body like this during a climbing session or you know so like yeah definitely the people in your life matter like who you surround yourself with matters because like they're going to help you and you're going to help them like there's going to be a symbiotic relationship and like without that like there's no growing you know what i mean like and yeah. like if you want to do something like this or whatever you want to do in life painting i don't know like chess playing chess for the like i don't know like you're going to need something you're going to need some sort of support and so like you know it's like you you'll have like certain people who support you mentally and so you take that mountaineering you have some spirit, people support you with technique and so you take that with you mountaineering and you support supporting you with you know like i don't know like in other aspects you take that with you and so like you take everything you learn from everything like in everyday life you take with you right and so it's just like I don't know just like something my dad always <laughs> has always said surround yourself with the right people because they will guide you in the right way. I'm like okay baba. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like at the end of the day it's like it's right, you know what I mean? It's like I didn't have some really cool people helping me. I wouldn't have gone to Mount Whitney. I wouldn't have climbed, you know, like Mount Baldy. I wouldn't have climbed San Gorgon Warrior. Like it can go on and on and on cuz like damn I didn't do it alone, you know? Hell yeah. And you know, 
what's really interesting is I believe from the bottom of my heart that people, I think people sort of, um, you know, uh, I think, so I'm, I'm very much a student of like the ego and um, sort of, you know, how it gives us this perception, especially when it comes to accomplishments and like, oh, look at all this stuff that I did, right? Um, and what I've realized is ultimately as an, as an exercise of like practicing killing the ego is we are a product of our environment, right? So just like you said, you are a product um, of your environment. Now, what your dad, your Baba, the amazing <laughs> advice that he gave, you know, is that considering you're a product of your environment, it is your decision to choose who you surround yourself with because that is what you're going to ultimately reflect, right? Um, and so if you have a dream um, that you are serious or like a passion, um, then, then surround yourself with those people, build that environment, and you will magically, <laughs> you will A, find the motivation, you will find more inspiration, creativity, support, positive talk to just freaking do it, you know, whatever it is, be it being a musician, painter, mountaineer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I like, I mean, you just learn like, you don't want to be around these people. You want to be around these people. Like, you know, you said like, you want people to reflect who you are. And like, I have many facets of myself and like mountaineering is definitely a big one. And so like, if I can surround myself with some like really rad mountaineers, damn, life would be so cool. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting that you said that the kind of learner that you are is not like most people where most people would read or, or whatever you you sort of need to learn by being told. And I could perceive that being um, challenging. And so how do you step out of your comfort zone? to sort of summon the courage to ask people where a lot of times people in their head would be like, Oh my God, I don't want them to think that I'm like this, that I can't read and look this up for myself. You know, like how do you do that? Or, or have you struggled with that? Um, no, I don't have a lot of struggles with asking or like in terms of communicating, like how I learn. Um, I mean, sometimes, like, you kind of, like, you know, you butt heads, for lack of a better word, with people that, like, who are teaching you, but then you say, hey, like, this is just how I learn, you know, do you mind if you uh, try teaching me this way? Um, but no, overall, it's more like, I just try to be upfront, like, hey, I would like for you to give me kind of a lesson. Um, and then I like to go about it who with whoever is going to, like, help me. Um, and then, like, and then if I'm struggling, then I like to ask the question, like, help me or how do I do this? I don't really like, like, 
to be told because I, I just want to be able to like figure it out. I'm just the type of the person, I'm the type of person where I just want to be able to do it until I can't figure it out. Then I'm like, all right, will you help me? You know, like yeah. how to do it. But if I don't try it on my own, then like, I'll never really like figure it out. You know what I mean? And like, and if I do figure it out on my own, my own, that gives me like more encouragement to do like other things, for example, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, Yasmin, I can't tell you what an inspiring chat it's been today to spend, you know, this time with you. And I feel deep down in my heart that whoever tunes in, you know, um, now or a hundred years from now will be moved uh, in some way as a result of, you know, you making the time. Um, to share, you know, this part of your life with us. And I can't thank you enough um, for this. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share uh, before we, we close? Um, whatever you want to do, whenever you figure it out, just do it and keep doing it. Like, don't be afraid because being afraid holds you back. And, like, without a little bit of mistake, you'll never accomplish anything. So don't be afraid to fail. Keep moving forward. Always have a dream and goal in mind because life is nothing about – life is nothing but your dreams and hopes coming true. I promise you they will. Just like you said, it's all about manifestation. If you work really, really hard for it, you can do it. Anything you set your mind to. You know, just in that moment, I was like, I just saw you, you just sounded like you were a mom talking to me as like your kid, because cause your voice slowed down, and you were, you know, enunciating, and you were like, you know, you were talking in this like loving, nurturing manner. <laughs> when did that happen? Oh, literally, it like... And when I became 30, I became such a mom. It's terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible. Please, take that back. It's okay. beautiful. It's beautiful. I just it's was joking. beautiful. It is. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it came from out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, my God. But aren't those the most beautiful things that just, like, magic come out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah. Really, <laughs> Oh, that was so good. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you betcha. Um, and lastly, I want to thank our audience for just being amazing and tuning in. And until the next episode, love and light. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Get Out of Your Comfort Zone series. I hope it moved you and inspired you if you are feeling stuck with something in your life. If you would like to further connect with our guest, please see their contact in the description. Please consider taking a moment to rate this podcast. Please also consider showing us some love on your Instagram story. 
You can find our info in the episode description. Until the next episode, I wish you infinite love and light. Thank you so much for tuning in.